Just like that. Get into it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode three of Fry Up, the podcast. We're back and right, we've got me and Fred here in Surabenton. We've got David George in Portsmouth and Chris Milligan in the lovely, looks very sunny Watford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's reasonably sunny. It's quite a nice, nice day. It's a nice day. It's pretty nice here, to be fair. It's um, it is is uh, we're getting there with the weather. I think we're definitely getting there. Near the end, end of April now. We are in April. One thing I did want to mention: I text Chris before the um the show, and I said, "Chris, can you put your dolphin shirt on?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, for some reason, I just obliged, but I never really answered back. Why have we done it? I don't. It's awkward when two people turn up in the same outfit, isn't it? Because, because <laughs> I just wanted to give a mention to the draft this week because obviously oh, we had yeah. a very good draft as a Dolphins fan. Hashtag welcome to her. Anyway, glad we got that out of the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> we won't talk about that. Yeah, it was. You're it was absolutely. Crazy. He set you up there, Chris. I feel bad for you. Yeah. But <laughs> here we are. <laughs> here we are, and of this week um, we announced that. We were joining up back with Voice FM to co-host and do all sorts with Home Fest number two, um, which is raising money for the NHS. Amazing artists from up and down the country, actually, uh, and locally as well. So we'll be announcing the next four acts on the show today as well. So stay tuned for that. So where should we start? Who wants to kick things off with their topic? Should we go to... Let's, let's do Fred. Come on, Fred. Again. Come on, Fred. Do yes. I have to go first again? Yeah. Oh, mate. Well, um... <laughs> Don't sound too happy. So I've done, I've done lockdown twice. That's why. Like, like Surely not the hat trick, I beg. I'm trying to do a quick update. Quick update on the lockdown. Yeah, go on. Still feel like I'm in a pit of isolation and desolation. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. Lovely. Um... <laughs> Twitter, lads. We've all got Twitter. Yeah. Yes, we did. Tweet, yeah. tweet, tweet, like a little birdie. Anyway, NA has been trending on Twitter. <laughs> Penne Pasta, Chibi, Chibi Starchy Delight. Penne, I've been trending this week. Um, that's my story. Chibi Pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Surely that's um, not it. Well, yeah, it's been trending. Um, have you made it to get trending or? No, no, it's been trending why, because people Why is it trending? There's been a debate over pasta shapes. Um, <laughs> well, Penne's receiving a lot of hate recently. Um, <laughs> poor Penne. Why? Poor Penne. I mean, a um, number of reasons. People think it's a watery pasta, it makes the sauce watery because um, it holds water in the ridges and, you know, tube. Is this, um, is this sat in the kitchen or something? <laughs> Sometimes you say things, <laughs> and I, I just, I, I just wish you hadn't. Don't we all, Fred? Don't we all? Anyway, penne pasta <laughs> makes makes sauce watery. It burns right. you. It's not a very interesting pasta. Through silly, also getting quite a lot of heat. But yeah, penne, penne, hated. Universally. What's your opinion, then, Fred? I've got to ask you. Well, well, David. <laughs> Now we get into the interesting part of, the, Here we of, go. of, of my, my little, I mean, Penne, I think of, if we think of it in a different context, footballer, Penne is very much a Michael Carrick. 
It's um, it's a holding pasta. Does he it's, start every game? No, Penne <laughs> sits in the middle of the park and sprays balls, directs play. Penne is the fly half of pastas. <laughs> Penne, Penne is un, what I would I'd like to call it unspectacular. Is Penne? It's it's a it's a red or a blue. It's not it's not a purple or a indigo. I mean, yeah, standard, strong, powerful. It's, it's a pasta that holds a lot of weight in the pasta community, actually. I feel like penne, if, if it stood for election, it would, it would get quite a lot of the, the sort of the swing vote. It's, it's not going to hold down a few city state, but it's definitely going to get a lot of the swing states. We're going to vote for it. Penne is reliable, it's powerful, it's strong. It's Italian. It's pasta. It is, it is what this great nation was built on. This great it's nation. Not. It just isn't. Basically, okay. basically have, have you basically described Penne as the Liberal Democrat? Because <laughs> 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 I think we found the title for our show this week. Penne is a George Bush. Okay, oh let's not go there. Let's not go yeah, there. Fries cancelled. It's a crown pleaser. It's a fish and chips. It's a, it's a, it's a shining beacon of English heritage. Penne by Fred Blackham, so, the poem out now. So the, so the, so the Italian made pasta. Yeah. Is a staple of British. <laughs> no, not just yeah. that. It's what Britain was built on, Chris. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's arguably why we won the war. We built this city. <laughs> we won the war with Penne. Yeah, Penne <laughs> is arguably why we won both wars. <laughs> if we won it on potatoes, I, I think that is story. But I have a debate with you on that. Oh my god. Um, Penne, like, right. What was the slogan for the Second World War, Fred? Dig for victory. Penne doesn't sprout up the ground. Roll it, David. Roll it. Parboil for the win. I mean, Penne. It just is so universal. Stop saying Penne. I just don't understand the hate it's been getting. I mean, it goes with so many sources: pesto, pomodoro. You can do with a bolognese if you're an animal. Who has bolognese with anything other than spaghetti or tagliatelle? I know some people. You, you dis- they disgust me. Mm, frankly, you know them. If you don't have long <laughs> pasta with a bolognese sauce, you are frankly, I mean, just out disrespecting the graves of all the Italians. The Italians knew what they were doing when they put long where, pasta with bolognese sauce. Where is this going? Yeah, well, this has been going for about five What's minutes. I'm sorry, but this is just is something that's really enraged me. So, okay, um, just just bringing it back to some sort of sense of normality, yeah. um, which <laughs> what would what would you prefer to penne pasta then, Fred, and why? What would you put? As no, your this top, is the point. Oh, this is the point I've been making. There is no other penne option. Penne has been getting hate, and I don't understand why. I like penne. It's in my top five. But what is the other four? This is my top five tip for uh, this week. It's five pastas that you could try as an alternative to penne. Wow, okay. Okay. Number yeah, one, right. macaroni. Oh. Little curls, little little penne, baby penne. Penne light. So, penne yeah, that, that would go particularly well. Penne light? What is it? Diet, diet no, penne. It's a macaroni. <laughs> Listen. So, macaroni, um, best sauce to pair it with? Cheese. Like the dish mac and cheese. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> Fred. And the second one, fusilli. Twelves, twelves, and twelve, and twelve, fusilli. 
You should have some in your hands, really. I've got some in the cupboard, I'm not going to do that. Anyway, <laughs> through silly. Okay, um, fine. My favourite sauce to have with that would be probably... Uh, Pesto? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. A putanesca. I feel like the... the it really... A what? Putanesca. Putanesca. Why are we running through this? I'm very appetising to me. The, um, the tomatoes and the cases that bring out, bring out the starchy goodness in the pussy. Third on the list. Um, gnocchi. The gnocchi? Yeah. That's a very bad impression of Uncle Brink. <laughs> um, and gnocchi goes particularly well with purple potatoes. Purple potatoes? Did you just be quiet? <laughs> minutes I finish off my top and then we can do your bit. Anyway, purple potatoes and a nice pesto genovese. Uh, fourth on the list, seashell pasta. No. I don't know the Italian name for it. What do you mean Conchico. no? Conchico. Oh, yeah. What do you mean yeah. no? You're complaining about water water retention. No, other (laughs) other people complain about water. I like penne. I this this is getting you're making this a a farce. This topic anyway. See, you're you're actually just talking to yourself. Stop talking. (laughs) Please keep going. Yeah, we're nearly there. Seashell pasta. I have on the list is falafel. What's that? Falafel. Oh, that's what he said to me. No, Farfalli. Farfalli. <laughs> it sounds like you're swearing at me you and stop, I'm Can you stop by like, interrupting my topic? Sorry. Actually, very annoying. Okay. Farfalli. <laughs> stop that. It's not funny. This is a really serious topic. Yeah, I can tell. Don't be serious, usually. But this is it. <laughs> serious. It's as serious as it gets. Farfalli. The bows, bow tie, pasta. Goes well with the Pomodoro, actually. Very well. Basil, tomatoes, yes, please. Anyway, so Penny's been a lot of hate, don't understand why. Hashtag Penny for the win, thank you very much. Hashtag <laughs> Penny. Penny for the win. Um, I'll, be, I'll be tweeting about this later today, actually, because I'm, I'm outraged, frankly. <laughs> if Penny is trending, it should be trending for the fact that it's, a, it's one of the elite pastors. I mean, you don't, go, you don't go into a game without a player running the show like Penny. You want Penny inside Owen Farrell. Penny, you know, I feel like Penny would do a better job than George Ford at fly half, frankly. You could find no better, no, no better pivot than Penny. Penny knows what he's doing. Well, you lost my friend. Penny, Penny, Pivot. Penny is the, Penny is the, is, is what, yeah, it's what this nation was built on, what we won the war for. And also, argue. <laughs> We uh, won the war for Benny. Arguably, for arguably, why our currency is so strong. I don't. Uh, <laughs> it's because of Benny. Can, can we please take a five-minute breather? <laughs> I'm, I'm hurting all over. <laughs> do you? While we while, while we're just resting, do you want to announce the first act for home? Yes, the first two is happening next weekend. Um, I've got the uh, honour of announcing the first act in the show. Um, is someone well, the fifth really, act actually because we've already announced the first act on this show. <laughs> on this show, carry on, please. Anyway, this act, um, <laughs> the first time fest. I, I actually thoroughly enjoyed. Can you start trying to do a serious announcement? Just do it. I thoroughly enjoyed their performance in the first time fest. Uh, it's their returning band, it's uh, Flow State. Thank you, Fred. Thank you, Fred. Thank you for doing that. Uh, Flow State for home first, punish the win. I'm really I thought <laughs> I thought you were going to announce Penne to be performing. <laughs> <laughs>
I'll be eating penne while I watch Flo's day. That's high praise. That's high praise. That's high good. praise indeed. Flo's day, the penne of bands. <laughs> <laughs> believe me, believe me, if Flo's day are watching, that is actually, I could give you no higher praise. Anyway. They've never had you, such a good introduction. Do we want to go to Chris next? Yes. Yes, let's. Please. <laughs> how, can, how can I top penne? I mean, who knows? I mean, how can anyone top anything? How can anyone top anything I say? Because I say so many things that are so right and just in such a short space of time. In your also, opinion. try to rise a level of professionalism and this <laughs> general dynamism in my pitch. Also, Chris, yeah, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> right, you are. Um, there's a brilliant article that uh, a friend directed to me this week. Um, obviously, as Fred sort of explained, we're in lockdown and no one can go anywhere, go visit anywhere. But it hasn't stopped museums getting in on the apps, on their social media accounts, on their Twitter account. Museums in this country have been competing against one another for the freakiest, most scariest items that they have in their collection. <laughs> My Lord, it's brought up some amazing items. <laughs> and I'm hoping we can get a picture of some of these tweets up by the time we have the podcast go up. Um, I'll give you some examples. Yorkshire Museum, Christ knows why they have this. Uh, From the third and fourth century, hair of a Roman woman who was buried and it's still got, the hair looks pretty good and they've still got all the pins in place to keep her hair up. Who has that? So a hairstyle that would go well on you, Chris, I reckon. (laughs) Mate, I could do with it. (laughs) Do you think... That's a great idea. Contact Yorkshire Museum. I mean, it looked great on my hair. Um, the Natural Science Museum basically said, our creepiest object has to be this mermaid. And honestly, you know the Little Mermaid? You've seen the Little Mermaid? Yeah. Uh, this isn't the Little Mermaid. This is, some, this is like hair like mine, balding. <laughs> and like oh, a mermaid. fish tail. Yeah, there's <laughs> a proper fish tail going on. And then, and then another museum's come in with like a creepy object of a mask that was used during the plague in the 1600s. What? Is that the long like? Yeah, you've yeah, got it, yeah, spot yeah. on. The, lo- <laughs> like the really, Pinocchio. Like a Pinocchio sort of nose. Like nose. some sort of misshapen bird with legs. Disgusting, it's like a flamingo, I think. <laughs> but it's like, I, I want to know, but like, what family goes, do you know what? I, I really fancy going and seeing a mask that was used during the plague this weekend at the museum. Let's go and see. It's historical, Chris. It's an in-depth cultural uh, delve into the history of this great nation. In this great nation. Is there anything that you've been to, like a museum, and you've seen that's like, weirded you out or anything like that? Uh... I I remember there was a thing, uh, I can't remember which museum. It might have been the Natural History Museum in London. When I was younger, they did like this sort of exhibition where you could go and you, you pretended like you were in the trench. And it was like you were being shelled. And I remember freaking out. Like, oh my <laughs> God. You know, I was po- properly petrified. But I used to, ha- uh, I tell you one thing, the, the creepy object that did freak me out. There used to be like a sort of, uh, like a ball pit place, you know, like a, one of those kid fun houses you could go to and run yeah, about, yeah. run into mm, walls yeah, and not yeah. worry about getting hurt. Well, there used to be like this talking tree at this place near me in Watford. And I tree. could not, oh, yeah. Like it was Lord of the Rings, like yeah, the Rings. It's, it's, it's like this sort of animated tree. And every time oh, you walk right. past, it would talk to you. I could never walk past that thing. <laughs> I'd have to find ways we could walk around this tree. Amazing. I'll tell you the fr- most frightening thing I've seen, where well, it was in an art gallery, not a museum. 
<laughs> it was at Tate Modern. And right. it was genuinely a block yeah. of wood. Very well, very well sanded. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, in his bathroom. You didn't have to go to the table. Yeah, that was that. even more frightening. Um, <laughs> no, it's just a block of wood, genuinely, probably about this big. Um, quite well sanded. Um, but on the front, one half was painted like a light blue. £20,000 it sold for. What? For that. I turned to my, we was on an art trip. I turned to my art teacher and went, I'm just going to do that for my final project. <laughs> I mean, you might as well. She just she looked at me and went, you won't. I was like, if that's art, I can get away with anything. Yeah. Sold for £20,000. It's like a great crush to can sold that for God knows how many pounds. And yeah. That was like the start of when modern art went from being abstract to just frankly. You can't get away with anything. In my opinion. Well, my, my favourite is, is Banksy. Did you see that? The, the, the photo of the oh, girl the, hopping the balloon. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and it sold yeah. like an art gallery for a million pounds, and as mm, soon as it was sold, it shredded itself. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then it got shredded and sold for even more. And then um, after they shredded, it sold for even more. One guy got his own Banksy and cut it up. Yeah, and it sold for a pound. Yeah. <laughs> he, did, he bought it for thousands and thousands of pounds. Got a standing knife, cut up his painting, put itself more, went for a pound on eBay. <laughs> Amazing. Going back to the um, museum artifacts, though, there was one that I found earlier this week um, from the Mary Rose Museum down here in Portsmouth. Oh, uh, yeah. Mary Rose yeah. was the ship which, um, which sank and was then recovered, I believe it was in the 1980s. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a Tudor artifact. Um, and essentially, it's a needle. Um, so the Tudors actually used to treat diseases by injecting mercury into the affected area. Great idea, guys. Yeah. So it's mercury, yeah? Yeah, you know, the, yeah. the highly toxic stuff. Uh, yeah, so the Mary Rose Museum put it up on, on Facebook earlier this week. Um, based on Tudors used to treat venereal diseases by injecting mercury into the affected area. Mercury is, of course, highly toxic, and these days nobody with any sense would suggest treating a virus with a deadly poison. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> Unless, of course, you are. <laughs> Which leads us on to our next topic. Great segue. But before we do that, should I announce the next artist? Yes, yes. Great. Well, let's yeah, do that. Uh, so, of course, yes, Homefest. Uh, big shout out to Matt for organising this as yeah, well. Huge, this is great work to get these great acts together. Uh, I have the honour of announcing uh, Eddie George is going to be performing at Homefest. Yeah, if you're glad to get Eddie. Oh, Eddie George, Hampshire-based artist, uh, uh, guitarist, singer-songwriter. Uh, look forward to seeing his performance. It's going to be very exciting. But Amazing. We have more fantastic acts to announce. On the no show relation to David, too. we should say. No yes, relation to David. No relation to David. <laughs> or is he? No, no, no. <laughs> Eddie had to get his much more talented from somewhere. <laughs> Hi, Eddie George here, and I'll be playing live at Homefest on May the 2nd. Come oh, on in, David. Come on in, David. Let's talk about the president. Let's, let's talk it. about the president. Um, yeah, Donald Trump uh, has caught, um, I would say, an unusual amount of flack, but I suppose he's kind of used to it at this point. Um, <laughs> he doesn't seem During himself. one of his, um, his health briefings uh, during the coronavirus pandemic, um, which has spread more through America than anywhere else. America is now the epicenter for this virus. Mm, mm. Um, here is a direct quote uh, <laughs> he said on Thursday. Again, typical journal there. Yeah? Here we go. Um, well, I just want to make, I'm just covering my bases. You no, know. I understand it, I understand. Um, I see the disinfectant where it knocks out in a minute. One minute. 
And is there a way we can do something by an injection inside <laughs> or, or almost a cleaning? Because you see, it, it gets in the lungs. So it would be interesting to check that. <laughs> this is when he goes, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you then looked, or well, the camera then panned to the doctor that was in the room. And she looked, <laughs> looked like someone had just walked over a grave. Yeah. <laughs> well, the She's thing just is, there going, no, please stop. <laughs> she, she, had the look of, she had the look of, I have been a medical professional most of my adult life. I now have to yeah. get up after this and tell the people of America, please, for the love of good God, don't put <laughs> disinfectants into yeah. your body. She had the look of someone who couldn't find any penne in the supermarket. That's what she did. <laughs> it was already to settle for some inferior pasta. Is what, well, anyway, I'm sorry. Some, some genius put the music from Curb Your Enthusiasm. You know, the Larry David. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, we, we're, we're obviously getting close to like getting a vaccine. But then the US are like, yeah, just buy a bottle of Mr. Muscle and it will be fine. Yeah. Everything will blow, up. Everything will blow over. <laughs> I think, I feel like, yeah, I feel like, shouldn't give advice unless you're willing, you're willing to, well, back it up. The, yeah, get advice to medical professionals and um, not, um, not suggest people drink something that is known to be harmful to them. Yeah, I mean, if he if he suggested, then Bleach. just grabbed the bottle and just chugged it like, like, <laughs> yeah. like no, don't that's see hardcore. Does he pop in toilet dunks like Pez? Do you? I mean, it's just not working. <laughs> get, get mean, the, bring the bring, bring back Tide Pods. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, who would have known? But Barry Scott had the answers for all these years. You know, Barry Scott. <laughs> Bang. Within, Bang, within and hours. the virus is gone. <laughs> within, <laughs> within hours here in the UK, Silly Bang was trending on Twitter. Yes, it was. <laughs> Look at that. Was straight away. That, that is what I love about this country. I mean, I know politicians have made some gaffes in the past. I mean, right across the world. I don't, I can't remember anything, certainly in living memory, where someone has said something quite like this. Where, where just collectively amazing. everyone has just gone, no. Why? <laughs> Donald, Donald Trump does say stuff that's kind of controversial on a regular, yeah. regular basis, doesn't he? So, I mean, we, I was looking at something, and by all accounts, he, 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 when he goes and does his briefing, you know, he's given the stuff that he needs to say on like a script, and he'll read through that, and he's not read it through before. He's go out and read it. But the part that apparently that he loves, which you can tell from that answer, is the question and answer, because it's the mm. chance for him to riff off and you know, do his thing. Where he, he doesn't have to stick to the cue cards. <laughs> he doesn't have to stick to the cue cards, exactly. But on like a serious note, and I can't believe that we have to say this, don't, for the love of God, yeah. <laughs> like inject or... Bleach, disinfect, sif, anything like that, just don't and, and, put it... And the serious yourself. point of it is no. that there were... That I was reading that apparently there had been cases of people that had done this. Yeah, I remember right. a, do yeah. A, do a doctor who'd been treating someone who'd drank dilute, yeah, diluted three it. parts to one uh it's a bleach which obviously i mean is not just i mean yeah on a very brief serious note don't drink bleach i mean don't it, drink it, bleach. it, it oh, says yeah. it on the bottle not fit for human consumption that should tell you it's fine to stick it, down david do we want to announce act number three we do indeed yes um so the next act we want to announce for home fest are here on the fry up podcast uh she's a singer songwriter um, Hampshire based Winchester to be specific um, has been playing music since pretty much her entire life um, but hugely talented singer-songwriter Amelia Tarrant so there we go yes 
Hey, I'm Mina Tarrant and I'll be playing Voice FM's Home Fest on Saturday, 2nd of May. And there's one act left to announce as well. That'll be the end of the show. Do you know how much you spent? Come on. £2,500. Fuck off. Seriously? Two and a half grand? Right, so the final topic for today. Uh, Chris mentioned it a couple of weeks ago uh, on the show. And I thought, let's, let's just do it. Let's just watch it. And I have binge watched Too Hot to Handle last Sunday. What a great weekend. It was fantastic. Think of Love Island, but like... I try not to. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't. But like a lot... I, I was gut- It's only eight episodes, so it doesn't take that much out of your time. Oh, it does actually. A whole day. But it should have lasted longer for me personally. I, it was great. It, it involves... There was Americans on there, there was Brits on there, there was an Australian. Aussie on there. It, it was just unreal. unreal. It was actually, yeah. I know we're, three of the four of us are from, from Hampshire. Chris, you lived in Hampshire with us for a while. Um, there was actually a woman from Portsmouth on the show. Yeah, there was, yeah. Um, Lydia. Called yeah. Lydia. Um, yeah, she's a show presenter and ring girl, apparently. Yeah. Oh. According to an article in the Portsmouth News, which has been rated as one of the greatest... Uh, daily newspapers <laughs> in the country. Um, yeah, I, I can't say I've watched this show. I mean, how does it work, Matt, in terms okay. of hooking so, people up? No likey, no lighty, or so it's no complex? Likey. Oh, come on, Dave. We've moved on from Take Me Out. Come on. So, what happens? All the, uh, it's very, the way it's filmed and the way it's put together is very much like Love Island. They yeah. all come in, have a glass of champers. There's no limit on the drink, I don't think. Um, the only thing is, they all get there. I think there's say t- ten of them. There's there's they all come in, um, they, and they all get chatting. They all stop in like, oh, I like her, I like her, whatever, I like whatever. And then that basically, these guys just cannot handle not having any sort of sexual contact with anyone. These are guys who and girls who go out on the reg, pick someone up, take them home and never see them again. That, that's, the idea is, like a quote from Chloe who was in the show, she's from Essex, and Chris said before we started recording, it was literally rehab for sex. It was literally, because um, they weren't told until, they'd already been there for a couple of hours, and they weren't told until the evening but there was a sex ban. They weren't allowed to have sex. They weren't allowed to kiss. The first they weren't allowed to have any sort of sexual contact at all. Oh, is that the twist of the show? In yeah. The, the first few hours, there was no sex ban. Yeah, but they didn't know that. But obviously, it'd be pretty incredible to pick someone up within an hour, you know, do what you need to do. I wanted them to kiss someone. There was a few people who did kiss, but the prize fund is 100 grand, and the money goes down every time something happens. And they all have to sit around the table and get told. Yeah, by some some chastity, um, chastity influencing robot. By Lana. It's like Alexa. By Lana. Lana. Um, Lana. And then they get, and then if they don't, so basically what happened was uh, Francesca and Harry, right? Harry's an Aussie. Francesca's from um, British Columbia in Canada. And um, (laughs) they kissed. And basically, he said that she came onto him. He, and, uh, yeah, she was saying he came onto her because obviously they wanted to blame who's losing the money. Chris is loving it. And <laughs> everyone I got chime in in a minute. Just carry on. Everyone just... got annoyed with Francesca. So then, what Francesca did 
was make out with Hayley, who is a girl. And Hayley literally hates everyone. She was like, just horrible. Like, mm, she, she was a bitch, quite frankly. Um, and she openly admitted Ooh, that. She openly admitted it, said, I'm a bitch, I know I am, I don't like anyone, I can't be bothered. And was Can I just stop you, really? Uh, if Hayley is watching, this is the views of Matt Clues and not anyone else in the Fire Podcast, carry on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one did kick her out of the show after a while. Just, just cover him my back. It's, it's a shame oh, spoilers, Fred. Hayley's from Florida, 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 Chris. Sorry, 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 sorry. Hayley's from Florida, Chris, so it's a shame, really. But, um... What? Okay. Anyway, at the end, I won't tell you what happened at the end because people might be watching this and might want to watch the end of it. Highly recommend it. Um, so watch it. Um, and obviously, there's prize money at the end. All sorts happens. It's just great. Anyway, I wanted to read you some of my favourite quotes from the from the show. Oh, God. My favourite one came from Francesca when she oh, yeah. went on a date with Corey, <laughs> who was a, a guy that came in. He's from Plymouth. Yeah. Very far away from Canada. Um, and Australia. basically she had already committed to Harry they'd already done the deeds as you can imagine money went down after that um, and she was very hot apparently she, she felt very hot she was very attracted to him but knew she wouldn't go there because she was committed to Harry and she said what's the number for 911 oh you're joking <laughs> come on so, I don't watch a show like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just can't like, handle it. The literal no. bin juice of society. I don't intend to like this sort of thing, but I I sat there and by show probably two, I could, I, well, I was quite tired and so wouldn't get up anyway. But yeah, I just watched it and it was, it was one of the most eye-opening experiences in my entire life. <laughs> the one thing I will say is that these shows do do this. Where wasn't it on Love Island either like last year or something? They had like a medical professional, yeah, doctor. And Alex, once the, mm. once the show came out, like they just made him like an absolute brainlet. Yeah, yeah, he's working in the NHS now. He's he's gone back to work. Good man. Yeah, need need. Anyway, do, do carry on with your your enlightening quotes. Wait, oh, well, it's right. Okay, well, this is from Haley. So she, oh, I won't say what happened to her, but anyway, she said. <laughs> I like the international vibe. Harry's from Australia, and I have literally no idea where that is. <laughs> oh, people! These people weren't—they weren't like Harvard graduates. I mean, that's oh. putting it mildly. I don't think they graduated <laughs> anything. One of them was at uni doing something, done doing a course. Yeah. Just, I, I have so many things wrong with this program. Like again, <laughs> one. One, when did we live in a society where sex was the be-all and end-all of a relationship? Yeah. And so you have and to... And, 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 and honestly, there are people that cannot resist the temptation so much that, you know, they're going to lose money for it. I think, I think Christine... Just these, find yeah. that outrageous. These people are borderline sex addicts. That, that's but you're, what it was. you are literally, you could be paid a hundred thousand pounds to sit in a fancy villa and do bugger all. Do nothing. And still Absolutely can't do it. nothing. The villa was outstanding as well. Like, they, they, it, was, it was bigger than like, um, the Love Island villa. They were in private beach, had their own pool. It was, I mean, pretty, it was, it was pretty amazing. Like if you were going there for holiday, it would be awesome. The thing How is... Do you this up? Just put on weight. Just... Comforty if it's a problem. Like I, I, honestly, as much booze as you want. 
Just get drunk. Exactly. It's not being in lockdown. I'm having a great time. I, think I don't think guys. I can. Wa- I think I would genuinely get angry if I watched this program. Oh, you really? I so so would I. These, these, these are people who struggle to have a relationship. This is this is like that's the issue. I think because their priorities are wrong, like Chris said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris is right. Chris yeah. And they are clearly moronic. Yeah, as yes. well. <laughs> Evidently, yeah. these people are not nice people. They're bad people. They um, they basically get rewarded for. Um, being good, basically, pretty just much, being, and they changing get as a person. Just be, yeah, just be like everybody else. But yeah, with, Love Island, with Love Island and these programs, though, we have this sort of, you know, the, 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 the problem it is, it's all fun and games, and we can laugh at it and stuff, but then we go back to the whole thing that you've got you know, like sort of young girls, young boys are watching this and then they see, mm. oh, I need to get toned. I need to, you know, do this. I need to do that. I need to be really good looking. And it's just like, no, you don't. You really don't. All you need is a really, really good personality. Someone who's really nice and lovely. And that is enough. Who gives a damn? You know what I mean? That's how yeah. you do top tips. If you want to tone yourself up, fine, but just don't become an arsehole. I just can't, I just can't deal with these programs. It yeah. just wind me up. And the and thing I, is, and well, also, I think without going into too much detail, they've got a lot more answers. They've got so much to answer. So many more questions to answer for. So much. But let's not go into that now because no. we'll be here forever. But. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it was great for a Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) One thing Um, I will say is you can put an interesting spin on this sort of show where they take people who are addicted to something. Is this meant to be some sort of therapy? This yeah, Yeah, they do they do a lot of like therapy with them and right. Let's spin spin this round. Right, my top tips. If I'm Netflix right now, I'm taking this. I'm running with it with different addictions, like drugs and stuff. Yeah, you could do you're gonna go, you're gonna have a, gaming, you're gonna have a villa. You're gonna, ha- you're gonna have a villa in the middle of Ibiza, party central. Oh, you're gonna lose money every time you have a drink. That'd be that torture, is, wouldn't it? Isn't that, I, don't, I think I'll struggle with that. <laughs> is, though. Isn't that a bit of a cop out for like dealing people with addiction? Say, look, don't drink, don't smoke, or don't have sex, or whatever. Go cold turkey, and we'll give and, you money, and we'll give you money. Yeah, yeah. isn't that? It's that incentivizing good behaviour. But is, is that is, but is that solving the addiction though? Yeah, that's how you deal with that's how you that's how you teach kids. You incentivize. See, would would a better way of doing it be tackling phobias, maybe? Well, oh Christ! Getting... I'm not going on an island full of snakes. I will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, maybe one of those things where you write down like a list of of fears, and at the end of the show, you've you've ticked off like a bunch on your list, and you get certain amount of prize money depending on how many you've tackled or like a percentage let's say let's say i've got 10 things on the list of fears i've tackled three and i get like let's say three grand for thirty thousand. yeah something like that yeah it's all possible who knows but i'd watch it (laughs) and i've now watched it i'm like yeah i think i can leave it now but the big question matt clues is someone who's an avid viewer of love island Is it better than Love Island? Yes. Um, yes. For a day, yes. Long term, no, because it should it should Love Island last longer. Love yeah, Island yeah. got it every night. The thing with the thing with Two Watch Island though is you can it's a lot easier to take the mick out of these people. Yeah. 
Anyway, um, not that you should, because there's there's the hashtag be kind movement. And no, absolutely. As a fry, we'd like to advocate that. Anything hurtful, but I mean, it, it's um, it's 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 funny to watch people. <laughs> they, they know what they signed up for. No. Let's put it that way. They didn't. Hashtag. No, that that was the joy of it. They didn't. They didn't know there was going to be a sex ban. Actually, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's, what, yeah, made, that's what makes yeah. it so funny. Swindled. <laughs> Get wrecked for nine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. right. We're pretty much at the end of the podcast, aren't we now? So, but yeah, there's yeah. one more thing left to do. There's one more act to announce at Home Fest, isn't it? Right. Oh, so, um, fans of the X Factor will probably recognise this name. Um, I've spoken to them a few times now. There's four of them. The name four is in the name. The number four is in the name. I mean, the headlining. Homefest number two is four of diamonds. Huge, absolutely huge. Huge, it's a huge yeah. act, huge act. And there's Massive more coup. to be revealed this week up until Saturday, 2nd of May, which is the day two. There's even more coming. There's even more coming, David. Can you believe it's it? Really oh, that's been a busy match. boy. You are, you are. This is, this is going to be like the Godfather 2 of Homefests. <laughs> <laughs> the Empire Strikes Back of. Yeah. <laughs> Stay at home live music. The two exactly. towers. This is yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be the best one. Make sure you tune it. Well, best one so far. Yeah. Yes. Hope well. We, it might not happen again. We'll see. I said that about the last one. But sure happens. I, yeah. I think, and I, and here you are. You've you've put together an absolute absolute wonder cast. You've done a good job, mate. Well done. Stop. Thank yes, you. you. Yeah. Have, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're loving it. Shut up. We'll keep an eye out on the socials for all the announcements. So. Yes. Yeah. And you'll be seeing our faces again as we'll be hosting some of the day too. So. Yeah, we will. Looking forward to that. Thank you, boys, for uh, spending a lovely hour with us. No, cheers, love. You always enjoy, always enjoy the recording. Always nice to see yeah. your faces. Yeah. Likewise, it's likewise. A, it's a good way to spend the day. Hmm. Likewise, Fred Blagden. Love you. <laughs> we'll be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be back next week. Follow us Peace on social to subscribe. I'm going to go eat some penne. Right. Yeah, some I'm penne. off to penne. <laughs> Stay safe, people. Yeah. Eat penne. Penne for the win.